We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for tonight, Nick, joined by Taylor Peterson as the Thunder beat the Washington Wizards 136 to 128. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And if you don't already, make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, follow us on socials. Submit our feedback forms, buy our merch, anything you can do to support us, please support us. Um, Taylor, this game, big picture. I want to hear some of your your themes, but I think big picture, instead of going through kind of quarter by quarter, play by play, um, I sum it up as a game that Oklahoma City could not pull away because of defense. Um, it seemed like the entire game, it was somewhere between a four-point lead and a 12-ish point lead, and it never really got outside of those bounds, um, mostly because the Thunder couldn't get consistent stops. But bigger than that, my my primary takeaway is if Oklahoma City had another bad first quarter, this was an L, full stop. Um, you take the win, it wasn't pretty, you beat a bad Wizards team by eight on the road, but if you if you go down 15, 20 points in the first quarter like you have these last two games before that, this, this is not a game that I'm convinced they would have clawed back and won either. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on the game big picture and then maybe give me your first theme of the night. Love that you brought that up because I think you're exactly spot on. We've seen the past two games, obviously, on this road trip, the Thunder dig themselves in just a hole too, too deep to be able to climb out of there in that first quarter. And a lot, a lot of that, Nick, I think you mentioned the defense kind of being subpar yet again, not kind of, it was, and it was the offense that really carried this team starting and really throughout the entirety of the game. We'll get into that. Some of our themes and some of these players specifically, but 
it, it really was that offense that kept the Thunder afloat in the first quarter and allowed them to stay out of that hole. Uh, one thing that we've kind of mentioned here the past couple of games, the free throw shooting being subpar for OKC, even on limited attempts, and the three-point shooting. But tonight, they were 14-28, 50% from three, which was significant. And in that first quarter specifically, a lot of that was due to Chet Holmgren hitting those threes. Shea had two catch-and-shoot threes, which I love to continue to see. It's another aside. Uh, but Nick, I think you're spot on. That first quarter was the offense and really the entirety of the game, like I mentioned. The offense kept them afloat here tonight. Yeah, I mean, 128 points. Like The Wizards, as bad as they are, have guys that can score the ball. Like Jordan Poole has been pretty awful this year, very inefficient. But if you give him 25 shots and he's on, he'll cook you. And he kind of did tonight during stretches. Um, Kyle Kuzma, same way, not the most efficient score, but on the right night, like he was back when he was on the Lakers, I think was, was that season they won the title. Oklahoma city played them during one of the tanking years, or maybe it was, it was the last 2020 bubble, maybe. Um, but it, there was a game that and maybe it was even the next year, but there was a game that like all the primary players were out. And it was like, if you just slow down Kuzma, you win this game and Kuzma torches you. He's that type of guy that he, he does have the ability to get buckets. Um, I think Jones is one of the most underrated point guards in the league. You know, Corey Kispert can shoot it. Uh, Denny Avdia, uh, a fan favorite of the pod, played really, really well on both ends. Your tonight. Twin. So like the Wiz- yeah, my twin. <laughs> the Wizards have guys as bad as they are that can score the ball. Um, that said, giving up 128 points is not encouraging for the long-term outlook of this team's defense. So I'm curious to question for you. Um, looking back at the two games they lost and tonight, uh, did you feel like there was improvement? So not where you want it to be. Do you feel like there was improvement or or are you still concerned about this defense on this long road trip? So quick disclaimer, uh, because we're going to be talking, I think, a lot about the, the subpar defense that we already have kind of touched on. Rich at Mavs Draft, a friend of both of you and I's. I tweet something out about that in the first half and Richard responded to me. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not one watch. I mean, I, I like to think I cover or I, I watch a lot of the league and, and stay up to date with these things, but I have not watched a lot of Washington Wizards basketball this season, <laughs> even as much as I like Kulabali. Uh, but Rich responded to me and said, Washington weirdly does this to teams and it's because they play so fast and do really well at the rim, which I thought was a good point from our friend Rich. At the same time, Nick, I can't say I'm very encouraged by the Thunder defense. It seems like those rotations continue to be slow. Uh, they, they just seem slow as a whole right now. A lot of tired legs, and they end up giving up, what was it? I guess 29 free throws. I'm trying to find the foul count. Uh, 23 fouls. Okay, so you ended up with 21. Uh, you know, I guess the Wizards committed 21 fouls, but a lot of that was there, kind of the garbage time at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought the Thunder were fouling. They were just slow. Dort, I thought, had a really poor defensive game, which is pretty killer. Yeah. Uh, we can even go through some of the players and the fouls that they had. But I am a little concerned, I think, given the, the three-game stretch. I'm not concerned as a whole, though, because at the end of the day, like it's a brutal road trip that they're on right now. Talked a lot about that last night on Sunday's group podcast. And so um, I just would like to see them hone it in, obviously, moving forward. Yeah, Two and two thus far in – January on this brutal stretch. Um, all things considered, you know, it was kind of a, a mini fire drill for that two game stretch where they couldn't get going and, and lost a two team that should have beat. But you take the Boston win, you take this win, you're you're two and two through your first four. I don't think anybody holistically would have been upset with that, you know, in a vacuum, not looking at how the, the wins and losses happened. Two and two is not horrible over the stretch. Um someone else I know you're gonna love talking about. <laughs> one of the one of the first notes I took on this game, Josh Giddy. Um, 
I would say he ended up not having the greatest game. If you just look at the box score, which you would see is four of 11 from the floor, one of three from deep. Um, still turnover, with the triple double. He still, he still did. He, he only had nine points, but he had nine assists, six rebounds. Um, you know, you might, you might think oh, it was an okay Josh game. He's a plus 22. And tied the, with Dove for a team high. Yeah, and a lot nice. of, a lot of that was early. He had four assists in the first six minutes of the game. And while that doesn't see, like, it, it's a, it's a great stat, right? You think, Oh, okay. Four assists, you know, in the first six, he only finishes with nine. What do the rest of the game? I'd almost argue that might've been the biggest key of the game. If you want to come out hot and not sluggish and throw that first punch in the first quarter and not get down 15 points like you have, I'd argue Josh facilitated the offense and got him off to the start they needed to. And even if he throughout the game missed shots, he shouldn't have even taken, frankly, at times. He was kind of your spark plug early and a big reason he got off to the hot start. I agree. And tonight was a very weird game for Josh. It was kind of like a, a weird conundrum because we saw a lot of the great things that we've seen so much for, as, to your point, especially in that first quarter that we've seen so much over the past handful of games where he's been playing really well. But we also saw a lot of things that make us frustrated as fans, for example, standing around and not getting rebounds, even though he ended up with six rebounds, um, poor defensive rotations, continuing to foul. And like to that point, he didn't close yet another game, another close game for the Thunder tonight. We didn't see Mark go nearly as deep in his bench rotations as we saw here over the past couple of games. Obviously, a lot of that being due to the tired legs and the short turnarounds. And even then, Josh doesn't close tonight. And so it, it's weird. I think I think Mark's a little frustrated, primarily on the defensive end with Josh. Yep. But to your point, he is contributing very well on the offensive end of the floor and, and just being a little more assertive. Even then, there's still lapses. Like there was a play there in the third quarter where he drove to the rim. It was fantastic. All he had to do was just go up with the floater. Yep. Uh, rather he misses it, rather he gets fouled. Instead, he does like he saw, I think it was Chet and somebody else both cut to the basket, and he kind of got stuck midair trying to decide if he was going to pass or shoot and ended up in like a, a short little in-between floater yep. that resulted in a turnover. Yep. The decisiveness is huge with Josh, and we've talked so much about that over the past week to two weeks. Uh, just want to see him continue to be a little more aggressive there. But you're right. Josh got this team off to a, a hot start offensively. It's just finding that balance and him competing on the defensive end of the floor and on the boards. Yeah. Well, one more question for you, and then I want to hear one of your big takeaways. Um, Kenrich Williams, I think, is an awesome player. Um He's a guy. He's the only guy off the bench tonight that was a positive in the, uh, the plus minus. Only two points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal. Um, this is not to discount him because really the Thunder have been excellent when he's on the floor this year. Like I, I don't have the numbers on this. I would guess close to half of their losses were games he did not play. Right? I actually saw a stat, a stat. You're spot on. I can't okay. remember the stat either, but you're correct. Eleven losses. I I think. For sure, four games he missed at the beginning were losses, and then one he like didn't play in that first Atlanta game, and it was a loss. Anyways, um, the Thunder's a good team when he plays. That said... Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I guess another compliment. I, I like backup center Kenny in spots. I still think there's a glaring weakness when it comes to backup center. Um, I still think that even if Oklahoma City traded, let's just throw a random name, Andre Drummond, like that archetype of just like a, a glass cleaner, put back, big body, bruiser kind of big. I still think they would go Kenny more often than not as the backup center. However, in games where that's not working, and I'm not even talking about tonight, there's been a lot of games where it's like at times you're like, eh, is that working the greatest? Having the option, I think, is something that I continue just to want to see this team have. When Kenny works, run with it. You don't need to play your bruising big. But there's been many times, even if it's for short three, four minute stretches, where it'd be awesome to see a bruising big in there. So I'm curious your thoughts on Kenny tonight and Kenny big picture in that backup center role. Well, honestly, I think you're spot on and we're on a post game podcast. So I'm not even going to reiterate what you said about Kenrich and the spot minutes, because I think that is so spot on. You're exactly right. We'll see it down the stretch of the regular season. We'll see it in the playoffs Uh, that Thunder can use that to their advantage when they're playing small like that. He presents so many different opportunities for the team at the same time, especially during this stretch of the regular season and moving forward after the trade deadline. I think you're exactly right that it would benefit this team to have somebody who can come in as a true backup center. But I don't think Nick it necessarily needs to be like an Andre Drummond, like a true quote unquote, you know, bruiser, kind of as you put it, I think is, is, is a good way to put it. But it can be a Kelly Olinick. And I was even thinking today, I, I've been thinking about this throughout the season. Uh, really, there's two former Thunder centers. Uh, Dario Saric would have been fantastic for this team in filling that role. Yeah, he's now with Golden State. Mm-hmm. But a we player who played against us tonight, a Thunder fan favorite, even Mike Mascala. Uh, we saw him really improve on the defensive end of the floor when he was here in OKC. I think he would even provide you with enough of those spot minutes to give you that versatility and those options that you're talking about when the Thunder kind of seemed to need more of a true big. And some of that you know, could lead to some of the fouls that we're seeing, a lot of the different fouls. Like if they had a true big in there, maybe you know, just a, a little more rim, to, more of a returnt, uh, instead of just constantly throwing out the small ball lineup to back up Chet when he's not in or yeah. going with J-Will, whatever it may be. I think maybe we see those fouls go down as well. 
So I'm with you. I'm starting to get more and more bought in on this Thunder team truly needs a another big, whether to your point, is that true big or not? Yeah, and I keep thinking about um, like late game situations um, where you maybe it's like two plays and you just cannot give up a second chance look, an offensive rebound. You're clawing back in. You're down four with 50 seconds left. And if you can get two stops and two scores, you're good. There's been too many times, not just this year, the last couple of years, when you don't have that big. Um, even Chet, like he he plays defense in space a lot and defends guys that aren't in the paint, so he's not always in there to pull down rebounds. Um, it bites the thunder in the butt a lot when they need to claw back and they get a stop, but that offensive rebound, reset the shot clock, kick it out, another 14 seconds is gone. So um, they would just be nice situationally, I think, to have have the luxury. Maybe you never use it. Maybe it's two games that actually comes in handy in a in a 15 game playoff stretch, but it that, just helps you important. with like seeding down yeah. the stretch of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. totally. No, I'm, I'm with you there for sure. It, it'll be interesting to see how, or if the thunder address that, or like, again, if they kind of want to see this team try to adapt and overcome that this season before addressing it, the off season. Yeah, completely agree. Think again, you and I both have our frustrations. We talked about that with what we just talked about with the, the lack of a backup big, the thunder defense, but maybe transitioning to a positive here, Nick. Obviously, Chet had 31, Shea had 32, but the best player on the floor tonight for Oklahoma City, I thought, was J-Dub. Wow. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, 9 of 13 from the floor, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. I think, yeah, had 2 steals as well. Uh, again, he tied Josh for a, a team-high plus 22 on the floor. I thought he was just fantastic. And we saw Mark kind of have an interesting wrinkle there uh, in terms of lineups, trying to find... Yeah, so Dignall went, um, he played Chet a little longer in the first quarter, took him off in the second. And in the second quarter, we had Giddy, Dub, Kenrich, Bench Unit with Dub rather than the J-Dub Chet second unit that we've been seeing over the yep. past handful of games. Yep. He was extremely efficient there, getting to his spots at will when he wanted to, driving to the rim. But the biggest thing is just setting up teammates. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a fantastic job facilitating. We're literally seeing Dub grow up and progress mm-hmm. at, in that aspect of his game. When Shea's off the floor, like n- not enough can be said. And then when he's playing with Shea, like we've seen so much here over the past, what I guess two weeks you could say, fourth quarter Dub is a thing. Yeah. So he's not just doing that when Shay's off the floor. It's not like they're struggling when they're playing together. He's still so able to do the same things, whether he's driving to the rim and getting his spots, or whether he's driving and then creating for teammates, finding open teammates, uh, creating those open looks with Shay on the floor. I mean, that is significant. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic tonight. Yeah, I think I think those those um they're not solo dub minutes, but dub minutes without Shay are becoming more and more intentional because he's having so much success. Um, I think a couple things. One, when when he's out there. As the primary guy, not only can he score the ball, not only can he create for himself, but we saw the facilitation tonight. Like we forget this dude is a was a point guard in college. He can pass the rock. Um, when he is with Shea, I think something we don't talk about enough. Dub is an attacker in the fourth quarter. Like we talked about it Sunday. He leads the Thunder in fourth quarter points this year. Like leads. That's that's more than Shea. Like you want to talk about clutch player of the year. I think Jalen Williams should be in the conversation, but top 10, top 15 of that conversation. Um, what that does though for Shea is like now that Shea's playing really, really well on both ends, especially late locking in on defense as well. That's exhausting, especially games where he has to check in early. I can't tell you how nice it is. I'm speaking for Shea here. I've not asked Shea this question. I don't think, I don't think he's been asked this question. Maybe I'll ask it next month. Okay. See, yeah. Um, 
it's got to be so nice when you're dog tired with two minutes and 45 seconds left and you're having to carry the team and score every bucket. And all of a sudden J dubs like, Hey, give me two or three of these next six or seven. I'll get his buckets and you just go chill. You, you relax, you get some rest. You, you stand on the wing, you know, draw the gravity of your defender. Who's not going to come off you and let me drive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And then the next time town, Shay has a little bit more stamina, a little bit more juice to go get his. And I think if those two can play off each other in the fourth, I mean, how, how like that's, that's, that's Tatum Brown. I know we exactly you know, like dog on Brown all the time. Um, but when that team was coming up, that was the big thing. It was like, you got these two young dudes. You, you can't double one because the other will score. Like, you have to play those guys honest. And now when, with Chet knocking down threes and being known for hitting big shots in the clutch, like you're just starting to see this team, you know, it, it was very Shea centric and still is, but the options are opening up, especially late. And that's, that's what makes you really hard to beat in a seven game series. 100%. The other thing we're seeing there, Nick, to that point, is just, we're seeing Mark take advantage of that with some of his, I almost said rotations, but with some of the plays, we're seeing Dub screen for Shea at times, Shea be the screener in those situations, uh, Chet obviously being a screener, flashing Giddy to the high post, him being a screener, Casey Wallace when he's in. That's what makes his team so deadly, and especially in the fourth quarter, like you mentioned specifically. I mean, I just keep coming back, mainly because I think it, this game was so, like, it, it was such a perfect example of what the playoffs will be like, that Boston game last week where Shea had the ball, Dub comes up, sets the pick, they switch onto him, Dub gets the ball, uh, Tatum's guarding him, and he's able to create and score there down the stretch. I think you're, yeah, no, I, I just, I could not agree more. It, it's a quite the luxury to have and to see Dub kind of ascend to this stardom. Um, just really, really fun. I can't wait to see how that continues to progress throughout the season. Yeah, I want you to answer this question. I think I know the answer, but I want you to answer it non-bias. Like, it's easy to be biased when you watch this team every single night. You mentioned you don't watch the Wizards a whole bunch. Am I off base thinking if J-Dub was in Washington, he would be their alpha? I definitely think so. I think it would take some time uh, at trying to kind of figure out the role with like a Jordan Poole ball-centric yeah. kind of player. Yeah. But I think at this point, like they don't truly have a player who can drive and facilitate, create for others like we've been talking so much about. Yeah. I think Dub would be figuring that out with Washington. I absolutely. He's, I mean, he'd be the kind of a, he's kind of a a coos pool mixture. Like he's he's got the size, he's got the strength, he's super versatile. He's more of a wing than a point guard, a small point guard like Pool, but he can create for himself like Pool, and he can make the tough shots like Pool. He can make the tough shots like uh, like I just went blank. You said the other player, uh, Kuzma. Kuzma, yeah, uh, shooting over defenders. 
but also can create unlike those other two can't, which is significant. Yeah. yeah. Also just, playing I, pretty well defensively, I thought. Very well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a significant improvement from Dub as well on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah. Obviously, we'd like that to, to continue to develop and, and progress, but I thought Dub had a pretty good defensive game. And there's a lot of times there where I would have liked to see Dub on some of those players like Kuzma, um, Tyus Jones, instead of Dort, who I thought really struggled tonight. Well, any other players or box scores or stats or anything else you want to mention before we run through comments if there's anything and look ahead to the rest of the week? So, I mean, Shay does Shay things. We don't even really need to break that down other than 32.6 rebounds, five assists for Shay, 11 to 17 from the floor, two or three from three. Those catch and shoot threes are really promising. But we talk Shay for 30 minutes on every single post game we do or every single group podcast. I think the big one here is Chet Holmgren. And unfortunately, he only scored one point in the fourth quarter, but 30 points through three quarters, Nick, which is just significant. When he's spreading the floor like that, hitting those knockdown shots like we talked about there in that first quarter, obviously continuing to uh, compete on the defensive end of the floor. 31 points, four rebounds, five assists. He was only, he only missed three shots, 11 to 14 from the floor. The biggest thing is four or five from three. Yeah. Uh, also was five, eight from the free throw line. I'm not sure I even realized that to look at the box score and then had his standard two blocks. Like you can't ask for much more in the Chet Holmgren. And I mentioned Dub as watching another superstar or sorry, another star on the rise. I mean, it's hard not to watch Chet and just be absolutely ecstatic about what he's doing when he has games like tonight. Yeah. I mean, that that's the theme with this core is efficiency. Like, a couple things, three things. I'll, I'll leave it here. Three things. One, um, holy cow, John Moran out for the season. Oh my gosh. That is, I miss oof. brutal, man. Lots of breaking news here on the uncontested. Oof, uh, yikes. Um, yeah, no kidding. This, this young trio in OKC, um, one, they're crazy young. You don't see this trio is this good, this young. Two, they play both ways. There's a lot of trios or young cores out there that score a bunch of points but don't play defense. And three, they're efficient. Like tonight, I tweeted out they shot like 70-something percent from the floor as a trio for 84 points. So what more can you ask for? Legit trio. Um, you built, You put the right guys around that. It's certainly a championship roster, whether this year, next year, three years from now, five years from now. Um, really exciting stuff in the Thunder team. So putting, well, putting a bow on that thought really yeah. quick, just Thunder PR tweeted this out. SGA, Chet, and Jalen and J Dub all scored 20 plus for a time this season. The Thunder mm. are 5 and 0 in those games. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. When they're all <laughs> on, they good. are tough to beat. Not to mention the fact that, like we just said, they play defense too. Exactly. Yeah, Jay's it's two a impact. leader in steals. Chet's one of the leaders in blocks. Dub's got a seven-two wingspan. And it's not like it's not. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's not your turn, my turn either. I mean, yeah. they play so well off each other, kind of like yeah. we talked about with Dub and Shea. Totally. Um, looking forward to the rest of the week. Uh, the Heat on Wednesday. We will have a group pod after that game. Um, Blazers Thursday, second night of a back-to-back. Magic on Saturday, and then we'll have our next. Big group pod Sunday won't be a game day, um, but we'll talk more about mostly Blazers and Magic since those will be the two games um, since that Wednesday show after covering the heat. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Thunder are rolling um, despite the two game. Very, very bad stretch that people were freaking out about. Um, Looks like it was just a, a small stumble and this team's getting back on track. So 
Uh, thank you guys for joining. We will talk to you again on Wednesday after the heat. And as always, thunder up.